response. Oh, well, welcome to episode three of the response podcast. I'm sitting across the table from Gary, who is laughing because we're doing an introduction again. Uh, but Gary, what is our topic this week? What did we cover last week, actually, Gary? Remind those who listen. Yeah, so we started off with school last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're obviously stepping it up one extra yep. level this week. And mm-hmm. we're going to talk about university. Yeah, university, which is petrifying for me to think back to and also probably petrifying for those listening to think forward to. Uh, Gary, what does God say about university? Is there, a, is, there a, is there a verse in the Bible that says, go to university? Is there a verse that says, don't go to university because you're a Christian or what? Well... If the young people can find one, I'm happy for them to point it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I we're, think uh, university is probably a more of a modern construct, definitely in terms of what we get up to. Yeah, um, after school. Yeah, um, and I think if you are looking for guidance or advice for university in the Bible, yeah. you have to uh, figure it out a little bit more. Yeah, the advice is there. Yeah, um, but it's not going to be particularly explicit. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm aware that sort of last week we just sort of said that God, or that we should go to school and that's sort of it. But why on earth would, you know, maybe the Bible doesn't teach specifically that we have to go to school, but it does teach us that we need to get an education, that we have to learn. We obviously have to have a basic level of understanding to understand the Bible and be able to read it. Mm-hmm. Um, and a basic level of communication to be able to respond to the Bible and then tell other people about it. That's where we get it from school. But then the jump to university is a wee bit of a of a different one, isn't it really? Because you're going on to study something specific. Yeah, yeah, if you're so inclined. Yeah, if you're so inclined. Um, so, Gary, are you pro-university? I think university is there for those that should go. Okay. But I think there, there's sort of two challenges there yeah. for um, our young people. One is yeah. figuring out if university is the right place for you. Because yeah. obviously there's an awful lot of other opportunities oh, as definitely. well. yeah. Um, but then too, if you do think university is right for you, um, you then have such a huge variety of things that you can choose to go and study. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I would add to that. Um, I suppose neither of us are pro or against university at all. I would maybe lean to what you said there in that, you know, you have to have sort of an, an awareness of what you want to study. I don't think it's a good idea just to go to university for the sake of it. Because mm, always... I think that's there's a temptation. Oh, People definitely. use it as a, I don't know what else to do, so yeah. I'll do this and then yeah. I'll see what happens. And I'm so aware that I might just like throw out a, to- like a, a subject that I think is a wee bit of a waste or subject that people just go and study at university to fill three years. But I'm so aware that as soon as I say one, there will be someone somewhere who's like, you know, friend or, or auntie or whatever has, has studied that and now they're, you know, really into it. And I what don't are know. you saying? <laughs> Thinking like art, <laughs> you know, but yeah, so obviously... It's interesting though, because obviously what we were talking about before we started recording mm-hmm. was that, you know, all sorts of jobs and roles in yeah. life yeah. can be considered as a calling yeah. for the individual. Yeah, and so I think that's really important not to sort of create like a, you know, like a hierarchy, if you like, yeah. that what some people do is necessarily more worthy than others. Oh yeah, definitely. Because ultimately we all do have our different gifts and abilities. Yeah. And it's about sort of making the most of those. Yeah. Um, as God has provided them. Yeah, and I was telling you about the book, I have it right here with me, Every Job a Parable, 
um, you know, and it's, it, it sort of goes through a list of jobs through the chapters and, and how each of those jobs are, sort of can point us towards God. Um, you know, it talks about, for example, yourself, uh, Gary, who's a, who's a doctor and you see life and death and you see people being brought into the life or being brought into the world and people passing on to it. You also see people getting better and how that is supposed to be, you know, that's how God works. He wants us to get better. He, he's He's in the body. He, is, he has created it. And then there's obviously stuff about farmers and astronauts and all this, like real random jobs as well in the book. But, but as you say, he starts off with, if you're in a job, you know, God being sovereign, God being in control, God being above everything has put you there. You know, it's not a mistake that you've... Um, managed to get there. It's not a mistake that somebody told you about the job and you applied for it. You know, God has put you there for a reason and to see God in that job. And he has, he's almost, as you say, called you to that job, whether you're aware of it or not. Um, I wouldn't say that um, you know, God ever makes a mistake because he, he never does make a mistake. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you know, I like think as well, you know, I think sometimes we get hung up on what is your job? Yeah. Because it's a huge part of your identity. Yeah. yeah. Um, but ultimately, that's only one part of a whole person. Yeah. Um, and you should never lose sight of that. Yeah. Because your true identity is yeah. that you're someone who has ultimately been made in the image of God. Yeah. Um, and if yeah. you use that as your starting point, mm-hmm. um, it certainly helps you understand um, what is, you know, what is most important to you. Yeah. Um, and your perception of what you do or what you might not do. Yeah. And so, as you say, you know, you're not a farmer first, you're not a nurse first, you're not a doctor first, you're not a caretaker first. You know, you're a child of God, you're an image bearer of God first. And so, Gary, then how does that relate to maybe the course that you would choose for university? I mean, what would be your first step? You say our young people are maybe in lower sixth, upper sixth, they're looking to fill in their UCAS. What would you say to them right now from your experience? I think um I think it's important to choose something that you enjoy. Um you might not look at a list of courses per se and think, oh gosh, you know, I love biology or I love geography. Um but within those subjects there's likely to be potentially things that you do really enjoy. Yeah. Um and it's always easier to study something that yeah. you find interesting. Yeah, definitely. And again, that's the way that God made us as well. He made us to find certain things interesting. So, you know, I mean, we've got two real different sides of the coin here at this table. Gary, you know, you're an academic. You said that sort of in your in your days at school, you enjoyed studying, you enjoyed it. Whereas I couldn't think of anything worse than going on to study medicine at university. <laughs> mm-hmm. You obviously were interested in it, enjoyed it. Couldn't stop me. <laughs> Nothing else would do. <laughs> Whereas, well, did you, just out of interest, did you go straight from school into university? No, or? so, yeah, so, I mean, you know, you you had medicine and, and you went straight in, didn't you? Mm-hmm. From, yeah, mm-hmm. so I took, a, I took a year out. Um, I don't know if I've told the young people this before, but I had originally down on my UCAS form politics and criminology at Jordanstown. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I couldn't think again. I think I enjoyed the thought of politics. Like I, I didn't, couldn't have told you what criminology was <laughs> when I applied for it. Uh, but it was one of those ones that, oh yeah, I enjoy politics from you know ten past three to half three on a on a Tuesday afternoon in my school subject. 
Mm-hmm. And it's really the only one that I enjoy. So I'll stick it down. But I didn't get the grades to go in. By the grace of God, I didn't get the grades to get into that course because it would have ruined me. Um, I took a year out. And I during that year, I'd obviously prayed and, and asked God, you know, what, what would he have me do? Now, I would recommend a year out to anybody. I don't think at 18, I was ready to to commit to my life's work as such um, and a year out where you pray and, and seek guidance. I didn't just seek guidance from from the Bible or from God. I, you know, I asked other people as well who'd been in my position, you know, what did you do during your gap year or whatever? And I went and worked for, for Marks and Spencer's for a year. Um, and, and, and sometimes, to be fair, God will call you into ministry after that year out. Um, now, it's very likely that he will also call you somewhere else that, you know, you'll get maybe a desire for whatever you did during your year out, maybe you enjoyed working for Marks and Spencer's here and, and yeah. you want to build that career up. Maybe you enjoy working with your hands and you see an apprenticeship that you can go yeah. for. Maybe you volunteer with a charity and you really like the work that they do. Um, and so you go for a career with that. You know, God will will move and he'll, he'll call you. I just wasn't ready after school to do any more studying. I just disliked it so much. Um, but I am so glad that I did go on to Belfast Bible College, study theology, and then I'm even more glad that I was able to do some more studying uh, throughout uh, other parts of my life as well and eventually have ended up in a Baptist church and working for God. So Gary, then what was so your... So you would say then, obviously, your experience of university a little delayed yeah. when you got there? Yeah. It was good or mixed yeah. or not good? <laughs> uh, mixed, I would say mixed. Um, I, you know, even with any course, you're going to have to write essays or you're going to have to do some sort of exams. And that is just where I, I just take a step back and I panic and I really struggle with it, which is so funny because for you know, the likes of this podcast, for the likes of 180, for the likes of a sermon, I am writing. Children's talks. Yeah, children's talks, exactly. I'm, write, I'm constantly writing on a computer. I'm typing things out, deleting them, retyping, deleting. Um, and I would never have thought of that in first year of Belfast Bible College because I think all my essays were awful. I hated doing them. And they were interesting to me. They were so interesting. But I couldn't put my thoughts on a piece of paper. Um, whereas I've developed that skill over over the You're many... You're talking though. Oh, that's always good. Yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a compliment. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm all right. I'm, I'm loud and confident. I think that's, that masks the, the inability. Of the fear. <laughs> As you look out in church. <laughs> yeah, just just keep on saying things loud and act <laughs> as if you're confident. <laughs> yeah, so your your um your experience of university then was completely different than mine. So how did you come about to find medicine and how did you find university? So, uh, well, one thing, actually, picking up on, on what you said about you, obviously you didn't get the, the grades you needed, you know, to get in for what you'd chosen initially. Um, I actually didn't get uh, an offer for medicine when I was applying oh, to wow. begin with. Okay. Um, so that was a bit of a knockback at the time, but the, the guys at 180 have heard that before. Of course. Um, but, you know, with the virtue of patience, I guess, is yeah. what God wanted to teach me through that. Yeah. Um, things did work out, mm-hmm. um, and I got to do what I wanted. Um, yeah, I, would, I obviously can't quite compare it to yours, but obviously I went to a normal university and a secular university, um, yeah. which obviously would be quite different to... Yeah, Bible college Bible isn't college. normal. No, it's not normal. Um, <laughs> it's just there's nothing about it seems normal from what I can see. <laughs> You'd be right. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so on the one hand, like for anybody that, you know, maybe has recently gone to university or, you know, that's their burning desire, it's super exciting um, to go because of, you know, the new experiences, yeah. your way yeah. from home. Yeah. Um, you get to look after yourself yeah. and meet new people, make yeah. friends, mm-hmm. try new things. Yeah. Um, and all of that is, of course, like a really positive thing. Um, but it's also mixed in with challenges. Yeah. Um, and I think because it's probably the time in your life when you have first been allowed to set your own rules. Yeah, have a bit of, in many a bit of freedom. Respects. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you then realize some of the choices that you have to make for yourself. Yeah. Um, and that could be right down to what you decide to cook yourself, but um, other fundamental things like, you know, who do you choose to be your friends yeah. and what sorts of things yeah. do you get up to mm-hmm. outside of class. Yeah. Um, and there's any number of distractions. Yeah. Both and so, good and bad. Yeah. But what would be some of the pressures then that you would have faced at university or what our young people can maybe expect? Um, well, I certainly found, um, although... Yeah, I certainly found, yes, you felt like you got to set your own agenda more, but mm-hmm. you still have a real sense of, like, you want to fit in. Yeah, you know, yeah, like no doubt. These new people, and, yeah. you know, I came from, like, outside Dungannon, and yeah. I thought everybody else was clearly much more sophisticated <laughs> and intelligent. And Grew up around the streets of, of uh, Belfast, which, of course, is so upper class. It's the big city. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yes, a... You then want to fit in with those people. So, yeah. you, you know, there's the temptation to go along with what they do. Yeah. Um, and the big aspect of that is, is socializing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, do you socialize with them and do you go to the pub? Yeah. Um, do you go to nightclubs? Do you, like, what, what, what do you decide your attitude is to alcohol? Yeah. Um, and those things, I mean, when you sit and look back, it's sort of like, well, that was a long time ago. But yeah. they're very real things. Yeah. Um, and actually, they have a real possibility to have a huge impact yeah. on the person you become. Mm-hmm. And you have to be really wise. Yeah. And so your your advice to our young people would be, be wise in the people that you hang out with mm-hmm. because they could they could you know, potentially drag you anywhere. Yeah. Um, most yeah. most yeah. likely, a lot of a lot of your friends could drag you down. It's it's hard. It's very hard even amongst Christian circles mm-hmm. to build each other up. Yeah. I think even in Northern Ireland we have a culture in Christianity where we just tear people down anyway. And mm-hmm. um, I know I have certainly done that in the in the past. You know, it's, it, we call it banter, but sometimes it can it can really hurt. And it is it is true. And um, but get friends around you who encourage you, who bring you closer to God, and that's very, that's very very difficult to have. Um, and I certainly remember like meeting people, and I thought like. In terms of the Christians that they were, I thought yeah. they are like years ahead of me. Do you know, they were so mature. Yeah. They were so well read. Yeah. They were so grounded yeah. in like a really good, sensible church. Yeah. And I, at times, would look at them and think, oh my goodness, like what have, <laughs> what have I been doing? Like we share that. the same faith, but you know, they seem to have so much more to show for it. Yeah. Um, so it can be encouraging as well. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but think what I'd say is that um, making friends with those kinds of people yeah. is so important. Yeah, definitely. So important. And depending on what you do, you might have to work a bit harder to come yeah. across those kind of individuals, but they are there's there. No yeah. um, and there's really, really good things like CU and small groups, yeah. etc. Yeah. 
um, in Queens, Jordanstown, all have those. are so accessible. Yeah, and it's not just you and like four or five other people. You yeah. know, you suddenly realise that actually the small group of Christians you might have known from school yeah. is multiplied many times. Oh yeah, there's so many more people in university than you just by sheer you know way of there being more people. There's going to be more Christians, surely. Um, and I suppose then you know, the biblical sort of standpoint would be, you know, I think I have sort of uh, Psalm 119, uh, verse 11 says, your word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. You know, that idea of you keep God's word central in your life. I suppose we said that about school as well. It comes down to your personal relationship with God. It's certainly unfortunate that that's almost always the, the answer, but it's it's the truth. Um, it, it can be very difficult to do, to read your Bible constantly and pray constantly. But you know, if your real heart's desire is God, then that is uh, what it should be. And then I think we wrote down as well, I think we went over at the weekend about Joseph just fleeing from Potiphar's wife. Now, obviously, hopefully he'll never be in a situation where Potiphar's wife, in a hundred, how many years old she'd be now, is there. <laughs> but uh, you know that sense of just fleeing, he, he left his coat, he just ran off. And sometimes, yeah, that may look weird, but it's not a bad idea at all. You know, if I'm in a difficult situation, I don't particularly know what to say. I'm, you know, struggling to, to find an excuse to get out of going out mm-hmm. with these lads who yeah. I don't particularly agree with I don't particularly think are nice lads you know it's all right to not text somebody back it's okay just to just to run off it is that's what I do (laughs) (laughs) takes Gary about four weeks to reply for me for this podcast (laughs) we just bumped into each other outside the church (laughs) I didn't even know it was today (laughs) yeah I know that yeah yeah but there's you there's no there's nothing wrong with that some people may say that you know oh you'll be affecting your witness and things like that but at the end of the day it's most important that you have you know, an, an opportunity to be there with God. And then second of all, take times to evangelize. You, I know my friend, some people that I know will say, you know, oh, you can evangelize in the pubs and in the nightclubs here. Fair play if you can, but I will be nowhere near that. I would find that impossible um, to do. My head would be banging sore like it would be. <laughs> I can't listen to that. Uh, so yes, th- there's some pressures that we've talked about and um, how to avoid them. You can flee, but obviously... Of course, having God central to your life. And then final thoughts, Gary, we've probably been speaking for a lot longer. I haven't got my timer on either. So what are your final thoughts? All I had come up with was don't panic. Well, that's and fair I think, play. Like there is a like pressure from all sides. Yeah. You know, there's pressure from school, parents, yep. other friends mm-hmm. who seem to have it all yep. thought out. Um and it's like if you're sitting there and you haven't got a plan and there's something wrong with you. Yeah. Um, but I think that's actually a lot more common than you yeah, realize. Definitely. Um, and I certainly think, you know, there's lots of like verses in the Bible that really speak into that particular situation. Yeah. Um, you know, you've already mentioned Psalm 119. Yeah. Um, Psalm 132. I mean, it couldn't be clearer, I think, where you know, God says, I will instruct you and teach you yeah. in the way that you should go. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, what more could you ask for? Um, Granted, that doesn't necessarily then provide you with what that way is. (laughs) But we also have to be patient, you know, and the Lord's time is not ours. Yeah, definitely. Just because the moment you find yourself in is not matching up Mm -hmm. um, does not mean that you need to be worried that things will not take their course and work out for what is good for you. Yeah, Yeah, 
even there, you know, you said you have to be sometimes patient with God. I mean, at what point in history did every single 18-year-old, you know, in the world have a perfect idea, have a perfect plan of what they are going to do? You know, I remember in my year, there was maybe sort of four or five fellas who were extremely confident that they had their university course picked out and their career picked out. And everybody would always talk about them. You know, it would be, oh, what are you doing with, you? Know, what university are you going to? Oh, well, I'm going to, you know, whatever, Durham or something. But have you heard about, you know, whatever, say Jack? You know, Jack's doing this here, that, there, and the other. Oh, flip me, he's got it all together. And you'd always compare yourself to these sort of almost beacons of, of, like, <laughs> of like, you know, direction. They knew exactly where they were going and everyone would look to them instead of just sort of looking at yourself and realizing, hey, you know what, I don't, I don't know where I'm going. And that's fine. Yeah. It's perfectly all right. You may have your parents, you may have your teachers, your careers advisor all telling you you need to pick something. And I think it's really interesting whenever whenever you listen to people who are maybe 10 years after they've left school. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, I can guarantee you that Oh yeah. I'd say at least 90% of them mm-hmm. will describe a journey to you that was not yeah. anything close nope. um, to what they thought was a good idea. No, definitely not. Um, but, it, you know, it is hard. It, it's hard to see that when you are 18. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. But that is... Yeah, yeah. Uh, just to close, you know, I mean, both of us are. I mean, I'm almost wildly successful <laughs> in our chosen careers. Yeah, well, we're, you know, I'm coming up to ten year, ten years after school. You're about ten years what? after graduation. No, ten years after upper sixth. No, after graduation. Oh, well, you're after graduation. Mm. Yeah, and. You know, I have 15 years. You still have friends on Facebook who you've obviously never spoken to since the day in RUF school. <laughs> but you know, they you know that they studied, say, uh, they studied for toxic politics and now they're doing PT and you know, their personal training and they've got you know a good job at that. Now, that's yeah. nothing to do with politics, they've wasted three years of their life. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, people make they should have did that when they were 18. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, you're you're you just, everybody changes completely from 18 to 22, 23. Don't panic. Uh, trust in God. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Well, that's great. Uh, Gary, I've really enjoyed this conversation, actually. Um, next week, we're going to be taking a item of the news that we haven't picked yet. We'll have to talk about that after. Uh, we're going to be taking an item of the news and maybe trying to just sort of apply God's wisdom to it look at it through the lens of God and sort of maybe how God speaks to that culture or that situation through his word. It should be exciting, having not done any prep for it yet at all. Uh, but until then, uh, we will hopefully see you soon. You might even see you soon. Response.